songs. Three songs. Three songs. It's three songs. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby Mike. 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 A three songs. Back again, December 12th, episode 79, Three Songs Podcast. Mike Hogan with Mr. Bob Nastanovich. Bob, it's been a little while. Not as long yeah. as the break we took over the summer, but uh, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. I've been around a little bit. Yeah. I went to Mississippi and um, driving and back, and then I went to Del Mar for the last four days of the of the rather delightful Bing Crosby meet that they run out there. It's like, um, it rained there, shockingly, for the first time since Christmas of 2017. And so they, so you can imagine how the locals were pretty freaked out by rain. You brought the rain, Uh, Yeah, and I was like, this is kind of nothing. Right now, my mother... In Virginia's blanketed by ten inches of fresh snow. I'm sure, you read about that. Did you guys get any of that storm? We didn't, thankfully. Okay, so we're just going to talk weather. Okay, on the weather. podcast. Weather. Um, what's What's the most interesting weather phenomenon you've had in New York in the last month? Uh, well, we had a big snowstorm a little while back, um, mm-hmm. but uh, aside from that, it's just been cold. It's been frigid. Yeah, it was raw, a very cold. very cold Thanksgiving, like one of the coldest Thanksgivings in a long time. Um, just kind of been bundled up and, you know, staying warm inside most of the time. But How do you feel about long underwear? Um, yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, Me too. Yeah, you got to have it here. Yeah. You just have to. Because that wind, these prairie winds will rip <laughs> into your... Yeah. Right through, you know, and it's like, believe me. The wind is what's nasty. A, yeah, I mean, it makes like taking the trash out painfully, yeah. you know, a painful experience. But um, I'm very fortunate. I live next to an incredibly mediocre grocery store. It's like a, a hundred yards from my front door. Um, you sell it I, so well, Bob. I cease to complain about when it's two degrees and with a 25 mile an hour wind. Nice. Um, because you can just right. skip right in there. <laughs> Get what you need and get home. Aggressions, skip right home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, well. Uh, let's dive in. You've got some. You you you've got a theme. We'll get to that in a few minutes. And you've got an announcement too. But we'll we'll. Yeah, a bit of an announcement. You, yeah, I mean, you want to uh, you want to bury the lead a little, and that's okay. I'll play along. Um, you want me to yeah, start? Okay. So, so yeah, you play along. You start and. Uh, you have to excuse me. Um, I think the last episode you had a little bit of a head cold thing going on, and well, it's my turn, Mike. So uh, excuse the um, the coughing and whatever other illness related noises I might be making. Okay, you, you yeah, you, I, heard, I heard you clear your throat or sniffle or something a little during the intro, but um, you're you're excused. Yeah, that was kind of let them know where you know what I'm all about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a sick dude, man. I'm sick. Man. Announcing your presence in your own way. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to play. I'm going to start something off with a little, little you know, fun, fun song. I think, I, I can't remember if it was last episode or recently I played some James Brown. 
Uh, I'm going to play one related to Mr. James. Uh, I played Bobby Bird before, but I'm going to play Lynn Collins, who's a woman who has was with James, uh, I think one of his backing singers. She released an album with the JBs as her backing band in 1972. This is the title track from that record. It's called Think About It. You might not know the song, but you'll definitely recognize it when you hear it because this one's been sampled a lot. So enjoy, Bob. Uh, we'll see. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm gu- I guarantee you'll, you'll, you'll know at least a portion of it. Uh, Lynn Collins, think about it. Have <laughs> okay. fun. Dance, too.
Lynn Collins. I hope she um, hope she made a nice penny off of that one because, uh, you know, <laughs> the big hook for a big hit. But oh yeah, uh, I like the way you always come with the one a.m. Uh, party music at like eleven something <laughs> in the morning in the basement of my house, like. <laughs> Well, maybe maybe we'll get back to to the recording in the evening, and you can be dancing on the on the on the porch. yeah yeah on the deck, you know, and trying to stay warm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but no, I thoroughly enjoyed that. Um, uh, you can hear James grunting, only... and, you know, <laughs> chanting a little in the background too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, fantastic! What a beautiful voice. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that. No, not one of these legendary artists that you play that I kind of know by name only. Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed that. Of course, I recognize what hopefully, as you said, made her a living. Yes. All the way through to her retirement. Is she still with us? Or? I, you know, I don't know. Um, I don't think she's really released too many records. That was her debut record. I think it was her debut from, from 72. Um, I think she's only released a handful. I think she was in, you know, one of James's protégés, and who knows kind of what happened after that. But, uh, um, yeah, it's a good record. She's, uh, she's, you know, like you said, she's got an amazing voice. So, yeah, check it out. Certainly work well in any DJ set. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, yeah, add that one to your, your list for sure. Uh, actually, I'm, I'm looking her up. She, she passed, sadly, she passed away in Pasadena. 2005 so bless her heart yeah um anyways i'm gonna um go with a very unnatural um segue from that (laughs) funk and rock classic that you played to um i'm gonna play three songs from three different eras of silver jews um a band that i was an original member of and played on just the first few records um the band started in new jersey in my apartment um with my far more talented colleagues stephen malkmus on guitar and david berman on vocals and and guitar rudimentary guitar i'm pleased to say that his guitar playing has come a long way over the years and um and i'm gonna i'm actually gonna start it off with a song that i played drums on um, this is off the 1994 record Starlight Walker, and it's called New Orleans.
Delta Gamma Everybody smoked Well, you can't say That my soul has died away No, you can't say Silver Jews. So, Bob, I'm, I'm going to ask you, we've we've done a full show, 90 minutes, in fact, playing pavement songs and talking about pavement, and we've gone, what, 78 episodes without you really mentioning Silver Jews that much. Uh, how come you decided to bring three songs by Silver Jews today? Well, that was recorded in one take in 93 in Memphis, and I did play the... Um the Moog on that. Didn't you think the Moog was incredible on that? That was keyboard amazing. part in the middle. It was, it was, I mean, come it on. It was amazing. <laughs> I mean, I was so happy to to hear that they were okay with it, and I wouldn't have to 
attempt to play that part again because there's no way I was going to get it like I did the first time. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not one of those musicians where it's going to like get better. Right. <laughs> one <laughs> it's only going to get worse. Yeah. It's only going to get worse. Yeah. And I'm always going to be like, you didn't, you didn't erase the first one, did you? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, and then I think that would have been the uh, last record. Definitely the last. I made a couple of appearances along the way later on in the uh, a song here and there. I played in a couple songs on Tanglewood Numbers and da 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 da. And David has you know been a great friend of mine since I was in college at, at Virginia. And um, his last record, which I'm going to play a song off of later in the show, came out in 2008, and then he decided that he was not going to play music anymore and he disbanded the last version of Silver Jews um, after what he thought was a very frustrating reception to his album Lookout Mountain, Lookout Sea. Um, I know that feeling from Pavement. Um, like Pavement with Terra Twilight, I think both bands sort of felt like they kind of went out with a whimper and it was time for them to go away. And uh, so David, um, who's a very talented writer and poet, um, just stopped doing music and started tangling with other forms of writing. And then about five years ago, he decided sort of as a challenge to himself that um, I think the way he looks at it is that he's going to make a great album when he's 50 plus, I don't know what that means, but I guess he sees that sort of as a challenge in this day and age of just thousands and thousands of talented young people. And also that, um, you know, post silver Jews and with a new cast of characters, um, sort of on his own terms that he was going to try to make a new record. So after about, five years of working on it I'm, I'm pleased to announce that um sometime pretty early on in 2019 um he's finished his record um he's always had a tremendous relationship with his label uh drag city dan koretsky who runs that label being one of his best friends um he spent most of the last year living in gary indiana um, in a house that Drag City bought out on Lake Michigan. Now, now they moved him into an apartment in Chicago. And um, I guess the way he's going to do it... Now, keep in mind that we're talking about Drag City. They're a very furtive um, operation. Um, there's no leaks. There's no, <laughs> that word's such a big thing. There's no leaks, okay. And So um, you're saying you, you don't have a, a track to preview? You just have the announcement? No, yeah, no, I don't have a track to preview because um, if I did, that would be breaking that, like, I swear to God, I won't give it to anybody type um, agreement that people make between artist and label. So, uh, yep. um, yeah, so I don't know the score. Um, over the last several months, I've heard drips and drabs and in snippets, but now that it's a finished product it's being kept under wraps um the key one key element is that he's um re-emerging with a new moniker mm. 
and the album eventually is going to be self-titled. He's now calling his band, which of course he fronts, um, Purple Mountains. And the album will be a same title situation. So I'd, I'd, I guess if all goes well at this time next year, um, he, he'd be hoping that it appears on a lot of these lists that come out of best albums of 2019. Um, I do know that he's going to start with a, with a single, with one or two singles. The game plan when he told me several months ago seemed pretty outrageous to me, but um, you know, Drag City's kind of known for their outrageousness, and um, as is David. So um, we'll just see how they decide to do it and how they pull it off. But um, I think there are a lot of people that really enjoyed a lot of his work in Silver Jews, and sure. um, it'll look forward to hearing if he's capable of achieving his goal of making another great record. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic songwriter. Uh, amazing lyricist and uh i'm looking forward did you have a date yet or still he can play guitar now he can play he can actually play guitar which he never really could do at all that's one of the great things about being in silver jews is that um you know we both our skills were so rudimentary um and kind of had malcolmus glue it all together um no, I believe pretty soon, like nice. um, end of January, February type thing. The first, I think it's going to be a twelve-inch single will come out. Nice, looking forward. So to yeah, it. so yeah, Purple Mountains, and um, you know, hopefully, you'll be you know reading about it, and um, and uh, you know we'll be listening to it. But um, sure. and I'll, I'll, I'll play another one right now. Um, or do you want to go? Oh, maybe I'll go. I'll play a quick one. And, yeah, you go. You know, you don't, you don't we'll, have to be quick. We'll go you know, back. Well, no, it, it just happens that way. It's 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 less than two minutes, unless you want me to double it up. Oh no, rock and roll. Unless you, you do whatever you want, double it up. You, but uh, we're, look, we're you're talking. You're sitting in front of that incredible pile of gear that you engineer the show with. <laughs> so you call the shots, man. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, this is your enterprise, dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna go <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go Minneapolis punk. I'm gonna go. Oh yeah. Yeah. Early. Minneapolis punk like I, I don't know if and, and I think these guys kind of don't get their due when you think Minneapolis punk obviously you think replacements who's could do and uh you know even soul asylum and band Todd like, trainer the, Todd, um sure uh blood sport what's that um no. yeah blood sport and breaking circus breaking circus yeah um yeah but so we're uh, leaving out at least 80 great punk uh, punk rock bands for sure um, yeah right now my uh well, who else is from there well, are there a lot of bands on that treehouse label from minneapolis yeah and you know of course twin tone um but twin tone all that great stuff i'm gonna play a band that kind of predates all of them and i think in a lot of ways at least locally in minneapolis was a huge influence and, and and I like I said I don't think they get their due for being as influential at least in that scene as as they really were. I'm talking about a band called Suicide Commandos, uh, released a record in 1978. They released some singles even earlier than that. They released singles in like '76, I think. Um, but they put out a record in '78 called Make a Record. Suicide Commandos <laughs> Make a Record. Uh, I'll play, I'll play, I don't know how familiar you are with the band. Not too familiar. So, 
maybe I'll maybe but I'll. I wouldn't play... be surprised if I rec- You know, I, I would recognize some of their songs for sure. Yeah. I, uh, I don't own any of it, but I definitely remember hearing it a lot on the college radio. Yeah. Fun. Um, yeah. Good. Good punk rock. Fun band. I'll start with uh, the first song, Sh- Sh- uh, Shock Peel, Suicide Commandos, 1978. Punk rock, baby. Here you go. There you go. Suicide Commandos. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, um, I love the drumming. <laughs> oh, guys, the guys, insane! It's That's like animal from like, the Muppets. It's like ramshackle. Like, yeah. I mean, how many beats did he get in there? And like that, that just like tuning style of drumming. Uh, like, it's like trying to make your your drums. I don't know. It might have, might have, I mean, obviously we've come a long way, but miking or whatever it is to make drums sound that much like a cardboard box, especially with a brilliant drummer who's doing all these. Just maniacal ramshackle rolls. It's like Keith, if Keith Moon were a punk. Yeah, great. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. It was, it was um, great singing as well. Yeah, fun um, band. They, uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they're they're more renowned than I'm giving them credit for. But I, I don't I, think so, really. I think that um, thinking back on it, um, you know, very common thing as history goes on that yeah, you get sort of overshadowed by people that are more successful from the same scene. But then also you get sort of like pigeonholed. I mean, you're sort of the king of this, at least in terms of this podcast, is playing songs by great bands who had to have been injured by their name. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. I think like Suicide Commandos, people think of something sort of like far sort of cornier than they actually were. You know, they don't think of... Mm-hmm. Or they think of them as something else. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's one of yeah. these band names that sort of like throws you off. Yeah. And, you know, there was a band called Suicide who, of course, were much bigger than them. And I think maybe... Yeah, Alan Vega. Yeah. But there was the, the other thing, too, you know, you got to keep in mind is that 
um, most record stores when we were buying records when we were kids, you just had to sort of flip through and go on the album art and the name, uh, maybe ask the sort of gloomy, mean person behind the counter if it was cool, and they would roll their eyes and act annoyed. That was always an option. But there wasn't like all these great record stores today during the vinyl comeback era that have like a turntable out so you can sort of like preview a copy. It's a very nice touch they have these days, which I don't remember them having back when I... Very rarely. Never. Never. Very rarely. Yeah, if anything, never. Yeah. And um, now that's pretty much in every like record store Mm -hmm. and we have like five new record stores here in des moines this is just crazy um and there was never record store day back then oh no none of that stuff and there was no obviously there was no no internet so there was no way you could like you know find out anything about these bands um you just had to sort of go on you know what you thought was cool and Mm -hmm. then if you bought it and it was awful then you had to take it back and get like half your money yeah, back and, right. and or Try give again. it to a friend who thought it was cool yeah. or yeah. however it worked. And then the other thing is, of course, as you know, there's so many things that you heard when you were like, you know, between 14 and 20 that you like hated that you can't believe you got rid of because you sort of love it. But when you're 35 or 40 mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You weren't yeah ready I mean? for it at the time. Absolutely. Yeah, like a lot of that factory stuff was mm-hmm. just like kind of over my head Me too. when I was a teenager. Me too. And thank God I held on to it, you know. Yeah. Because um, eventually I came around to sort of like kind of, you know, developing, um, you know, you know, I, I don't know how it really works. I guess maybe, you know, one thing sort of leads to another in the sort of the musical listening experience. But anyways, as usual, I digress. That's okay. Um, Do you want to hear another or should we should we move on to another Silver Juice song? Yeah, bang one out. Bang okay. Out. So no, they're, they're, they're quick. There's another two-minute one. This one's called You Can't from Suicide Commandos. Same record. It's called Make a Record. Enjoy. You put me in a bad position. You get away with my too much. I'm crying, but you won't even listen. I'm crying because we're touch.
Suicide Commandos. Yeah, you have to excuse me because I had a, um, as I was bopping along to the commandos, I had a piece of a cough drop go down my windpipe. <laughs> so, uh, we had an injury. You ever had that experience? Oh, yeah. You sure. Ever? Sure. So no anyways, fun. before I expire, no uh, fun. <laughs> you, you want to just go right into is, a solo song? That is a song? laughing matter. That is a laughing matter. Take, um, yeah, go ahead. I'll play, um, off of what I think Silver Jew's best album, American Water, um, which was far, far after I'd left the band. Um, actually, it marked the return of Malcolmus to the fray because um, they made the one record that's black and green without him. Um, I forget what it's called. But um, this is off what I think there's, there, it's kind of a New York record. Um, in a way, sort of a tribute to. Uh, uh, one of our friends who who passed away really not not long after it was um, recorded. That would be uh, Rob Bingham. I'm sure I've mentioned before, but um, so. this is off the '98 Silver Juice album, American Water. It's called "Send in the Clouds." Send in the clouds, bring down the rain, shut all the blinds. Turn out the lights I feel insane when you get in my bed I am the trick My mother played on the world Seventeen doctors couldn't decide Whether I should be allowed in the game
Why can't monsters get along with other monsters? Swat the sun shrug. Swat the sun shrug. Yeah. Swat the sun shrug. Silver Jews. Well, Malcolm's definitely got his licks in there. <laughs> That's me. Classic. So, uh, yeah. tell me a little bit about how the band came together. And, you know, uh, I mean, I think way back to that first seven inch. And I remember buying it going, oh, yeah, it's a pavement offshoot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, well, yeah. Well, what happened was is I, I moved to New York um, after I finally finished. Um, my university work in Charlottesville and I moved to New York and I got a job driving a bus and Stephen, who was a year older than the two of us, um, he had just completed um, a bit of a world tour with a couple of friends in which he traveled all around the Middle East um, to many countries that a typical American tourist would no longer go to. Um, he's lucky to see these places before they became probably too dangerous for young college dudes to like go wandering around um, Iraq, Iran, Syria, Lebanon. I'm sure some of these places are cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so he did that. And then he returned to Stockton. So he was immensely bored. <clears throat> Uh, and he was sort of looking for some more action, and I told him to, um, I recommended that he uh, move on over. I was living in North Jersey at the time, working in New York. I was living in Jersey City, and then moved to Hoboken after that, and I just kind of explained to him there's a lot of life up here. You know, I think you really like it. David, on the other hand, was having a great time in Austin. And it was a great time to be in Austin. He had like a really cool job in a restaurant that he liked, and he was really enjoying 
the Austin scene. He made a lot of friends, and I'm not really ha- I'm not really sure how he lured him away from that. Maybe he w- was in a relationship that soured or something. I can't remember really what the deal was, but anyways, they both sort of um, appeared in Jersey City about the same time, and then we were living with this one couple, and they kicked us out, and. Um, during that time, oh, the fortune. So fortunately, I, got, I rented. I had like twenty four hours to rent an apartment. I rented this really just a crappy basement apartment on Willow Avenue in Hoboken, and really tiny, and with like the the ceiling collapsed one at one point, and um, those guys. So we, the three of us, are living in there, and there was this great symbiotic relationship in which we were living beneath this sort of large, late-night, hard-partying uh, Puerto Rican family. Oh, yeah, you've mentioned uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they, so, yeah, so so we would, um, we'd be able, it was great for us because we could just be as loud as we wanted to be. There's no way they, they like, we weren't going to complain about them and they weren't going to complain about us. So, you know, we, I think both of them had, you know, Stephen, of course, had a guitar amp and, David had something, and I didn't really have anything to drum on, so we would make up songs, and we were really good friends with this uh, really cool woman named Tanya Small, who I dated for a while, who worked at Pierre Platters, and she gave us, Kim and Thurston from Sonic Youth, um, their phone number, and we would uh, perform a lot of the songs into their answering machine. And never really heard a word about that. I'm sure they just quickly erased them. They're like, oh no, like these, these assholes. Oh, these guys they called are, again. They've called us again. And um, uh, the only thing we had to record with it was like a tape recorder, like a two dollar tape recorder from a thrift store. You know, with like a condenser mic. And um, David would sort of very creatively mix the sessions by moving us certain distances away from the tape recorder i don't know if any other bands have tried this sort of genius recording technique but um that's how we got our stuff stuff um which was actually released in 2014 i thought it was a very strange move by drag city like kind of falls into the category of like the only people who could possibly like this music are people who played on the record type (laughs) music and um so you know dan is an obscurist and um pavement was on drag city at the time and so david who didn't know dan at the time mailed him those cassettes of the early recordings we made and somehow he liked it and decided to put it out so that's how the really sort of the ball got rolling and then we we tried to record so we went to sort of the most comfortable uh great recording studio that we knew of and that was easily in memphis where we um you know, we made good friends, and Pavement, of course, recorded there with um, Doug Easley and his his capable assistant Davis. And uh, very easy place to record, very relaxing. And um, yeah, so that's basically how the ball got rolling. Um, I think it always bothered <coughs> David that it was, you know, just sort of like lazily called a pavement offshoot because it was definitely his thing and like he had nothing to do with pavement and it sort of always bothered him because you know really pavement you know started 
you know, not, and it's not like Peyton had been around for a long time. Peyton had only been around for like a year or so. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so, but it always bothered him. I think it still does to this day. And so, um, I think that's one of the reasons why eventually anybody associated with Peyton, including Steve West, got the boot because he was just kind of tired of hearing that. And it was really sort of far from the truth. And, um, then of course the band had several incarnations. Never really played live. We played we played a few live shows in Chicago at the Drag City Invitational in '92 or '93. It was it was in '93, and then of course you mentioned the live tour that they did in '06 earlier. Um, I, I got fired. Um, I was the tour manager briefly, then I got fired, and um, yeah, yeah so. I actually I have a I don't know if we want to. Play it. I have a live acoustic from backstage from uh, July first, two thousand six, in um, Roskilde, Denmark. Oh yeah, Roskilde. Yeah, it's a great festival. Um, great festival. You want me? Maybe we'll, let's play that. Let's play that now, and then and then uh, and then I'll play a song, and, and we'll end it with a with another Silver Juice song. Um, well, we can just send it. You know, like, you know. Hold on, no. let's play a song that because the heater just came on. Can you hear that? I can. Yeah, so let's play a song so I can turn off the heater. Okay, uh, I'll play. Um, <laughs> I'll play. I'll play uh, "Trains Across the Sea" acoustic, Roskilde, Denmark, two thousand six. Enjoy. Don't the, the take this one of the first Silver Two songs. So yeah, yeah. Good All right, enjoy it. Seven years 
I drunk 50,000 beers They just wash against me Like the sea into a beer Across the sea. Thank you. Thanks a lot. What's that? Thanks a lot for the thank song. You, thank you. And have a great show. Thank you. Thank you. There you go, Bob. Live <laughs> version. That must have been. I wonder if that was like on a radio show or something. It was th- weird. I think it was. It's it's posted. There's a really cool uh, blog. It's it's uh, Den from Denmark. It's all Danish. A lot of <laughs> Copenhagen shows, but it's it's all these different shows. Um, maybe I'll tweet it out. There's there's a pavement one, but it's it's long since. Um, not all the links are live anymore. But uh, in fact, just last week they had um, uh, Gruff, Gruff Reese. Is that his, uh, how you say his name? Gruff, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gruff Reese. Oh, he's great. They posted yeah, he's a show great. from him. Griff. Yeah, Griff. Rough, yeah. Uh, and and uh, you know who the opening act was and played on on half of the songs with him. Jicks, Bill Ryder Jones. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, um, cool. yeah, it's 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 a pretty cool uh, website, um, blog, bunch of live stuff. It's called um, oh boy. Well, the the website is t- yeah. tdk c com. It's it's from the basement. Live recordings from the Danish archives. But uh, wonderful country to play in. That's it's where that it's a wonderful place to visit. That's where that recording came from. So hope you cool. Enjoy. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank you very much for that. Absolutely. Uh, I'll play a couple qu- really quick ones. When I say quick, I mean like super quick. Even quicker than. Uh, Suicide Commandos. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a more current artist uh, than I've played in the last two. Uh, this is a guy named Tony Molina. Uh, not not necessarily a rock and roll name. Uh, I think he's a Bay Area artist. Runs a little label. Um, but uh, I stumbled across him maybe four or five years ago. He released an album called Dist and Dismissed. That was a bunch of like. 30 second to minute and a half songs that were like super super catchy throwback tunes to like the mid 90s uh indie rock just really really good fuzzy guitar songs so i'll play one of those and then i'll play one from a new album of his that just came out this year uh i think you'll i think you'll you'll dig this one it's the kind of stuff that feels very familiar but fresh at the same time Tony It'll all be new to me. Tony Tony Molina, all new to me. Yeah, so this this first one's from that that album that came out about five years ago, Distant Dismisses The Way Things Are, Tony Molina. I've been here for far too long. Wonder what's been going on outside these walls of things I'll Things are and how they'll all 
<laughs> short little anthems. Tony Pretty Mayer. awesome, really. Yeah. really he's great. Ah, uh, yeah, no, very, the, uh, very old school. Very uh, that does not sound like 2018 to me. Totally, almost sounds like something that could have been like on SST or something yeah. like um, late period SST. Absolutely, um, yeah, abs- do like catchy little Descendants kind of songs. Pretty um, cool. But uh, and then so that one came out in 2013, and then he he put out a new not album. Not as cool year. as all the bands that you're seeing on all these top ten and top thirty lists. No, and in, in this one, I would put <laughs> I would put this record in 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 one of my top ten, top thirty lists. Um, Damn Ki- right you would. Kill the Lights is his new album. Came out this year. It's a little mellower. It kind of has a built to spill sort of feel. Still a bunch of short songs. This one, this one, that last one clocked in at a minute three. This one clocks in at a minute twenty. Um, you know that's our you know that's our jam. That's, yeah. that's what we grew up with, my man. That's right. Uh, but it's <coughs> this this is a prettier one. This is a Afraid to Go Outside. Tony Molina from his new record. I think you'll like this one too. Afraid Come on with it, Tony. To go Tony Molina. Tony gets his point across and doesn't make it laborious. He doesn't belabor the point, that's for sure. No, exactly, yeah. And that's it, like, you know, like, I mean, he could have done that, what he just did, he could have done it three times, he did a three-minute song, right? Yep. Instead, he only did it once, and and then he, I'm sure if you buy a record by this guy, like, how many songs are on the record? It's like 12 songs, it's like maybe 20 minutes. (laughs) You know? Okay, yeah, so you get a 20-minute record, right? So if you ever wanted, like, if, you know, if, if you ever made, like, one with 30 songs, it would be, like, 50 minutes. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, fantastic. I, I like, uh, A, he's got a, he's a great singer. Um, that dude's right up my alley. Um, I only, I don't think I really know 10 new records from this year. Maybe I do, but um, Tony's made my list. There you go. <laughs> I'll, I'm just kidding. I'll play. Just, uh, uh, I won't do it this this show. Maybe maybe early next year. Uh, I'll play some some other songs from from 2018. Um, you know you know you talked about making uh, artists making records after they turned 50, making great records after they turned 50. One of my favorite records this year. I'll, I'll play something on a future show. Came from a guy who's 69 years old. Oh, he's, I'm sure he's just a badass. Oh yeah, it's the. Have you heard the new Richard Thompson record? 
Oh, no, not the new one, but I the, mean, that guy's made like 40 great records. The very new one is as good as anything he's done. It is. I played with him. He's just a total pro. Yeah. Not in play with him in the band, but I, I played on the same bill with him. Nice. Well, uh, very. Um, have you ever seen him? I've never seen him. He's very dry. Yeah. Very dry performer, but very good. But, anyways. Um, uh, we'll outro here. Um, thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time. And I was p- pleased to announce that um, my buddy David Berman is going to put out in 2019 his, his first uh, recorded output in a little over a decade. Um, the, the band's not going to be called Silver Juice anymore. It's going to be called Purple Mountains. It'll be on the same home, Drag City, which is... Uh, a label that he's had a tremendous relationship with over the years and still does. And um, I guess then that this is a song from his, the, the last record you would have heard if you're a hardcore Silver Juice fan. This is called uh, Lookout Mountain, Lookout Seas, the name of the album. And this is with his wife, Cassie, accompanying him on, on vocals. And it's called We Could Be Looking for the Same Thing. Uh, have a great, have a great time. Thanks, Bob.
I guess we'll just end it. All right. Good night. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for indulging me. Thank you, Bob. Oh, yeah.